I am so excited that you all have joined us for this day to go into God's word. And so I just want to give a shout out to all the Embassy City residents. I hope you have had a wonderful week, even with social distancing and everything that's going on in our lives right now. I hope that you have found opportunities to bless those around you and upset their world. I'm so excited about today's message. So if you have your Bibles, let's go toss them up. I saw on social media, y'all did a great job last week repeating after me, putting those Bibles in the air as our authority, and we're doing the same thing today. So get them up high, get them up real, real high, and repeat after me. You ready? All right, and I need it to be loud, okay? Here we go. Today, uh-huh, the Holy Spirit is about to speak to me about fear. That's right. He is about to speak to me about fear. Uh-huh. And after today, I will know and fully understand that there is a fear that we shouldn't have. But there is a fear that we should have. I'm going to find out the difference and then my life will never be the same. In Jesus name. All right, let's go. Let's go. If you have your Bibles, I want you to turn to Psalms chapter number 34. That's right. Psalms chapter number 34. I want to read nine verses in your hearing something that is going to be familiar to some of you all, especially those first three verses up top. But I'm reading it from the NLT, from my King James people. I might rock it for you as well. But I want to read you uh, what Scripture says uh, about fear, about the fear that we shouldn't have and the fear that we should have. And so if you have Psalms 34, let's start at the first verse. Let's read it together, shall we? David writes this. I will praise the Lord at all times. I will constantly speak of his praises. I will boast only in the Lord. Let all who are helpless take heart. Come, let us tell of the Lord's greatness. Let us exalt his name together. Now, let me pause right there for my King James, for my new King James people. I know that you have it locked in your head, read this way. I will bless the Lord at all times and his praise shall continually be in my mouth. My soul will make her boast in the Lord. The humble shall hear thereof and be glad. Oh, magnify the Lord with me and let us exalt his name together. I just wanted to scratch that itch for you. I know how you love certain things read in certain versions of the Bible. Let me continue in verse number four. I prayed to the Lord and he answered me. Look at this. He freed me from all my fears. Those who look to him for help will be radiant with joy. No shadow of shame will darken their faces. In my desperation, I prayed and the Lord listened. He saved me from all my troubles. For the angel of the Lord is a guard. He surrounds and defends all who fear him. Taste and see that the Lord is good. Oh, the joys of those who take refuge in him. Fear the Lord, you his godly people, 
for those who fear him will have all they need. I want to read that last one one more time, okay? Fear the Lord, you his godly people, for those who fear him will have all they need. If you're taking notes on this message, and you should be taking notes, why? That's right, because nerds rule the world. If you're taking notes on this message, it's four words. Please write them down. The fear of God. That's right. That's what I want to talk to you about today. I want to talk to you about the fear of God. Bow your heads. Let's pray, shall we? Holy Spirit, I pray right now that you would give us a fear of God. Amen. Now, listen, I I know maybe even saying that up front, you're going, oh, my goodness, Tim, where are you going with this message? Well, uh, I want to talk about the fear of God and give you a contextualization to it uh, that I hope that you can appreciate. A lot of times when we talk about fearing God, uh, uh, it it evokes a a, a sense of 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 uh, fear and and endangerment. But but that is the furthest from the case. So I want to give you some definitions uh, that will calibrate us as we go deeper into this. And this is a very practical message for a very practical time in our lives as we are dealing with fear all around us. So here is the definition of fear as a noun. And it says this, a distressing emotion aroused by impending danger, evil, pain, etc., Whether the threat is, get this, real or imagined, the feeling or condition of being afraid. I'm going to read that one more time. A distressing emotion aroused by impending danger, evil, pain, etc. Whether the threat is real or imagined, the feeling or condition of being afraid. So when we talk about fear, this is the one that we are most accustomed to. The distressing emotion that that is aroused by danger, evil, pain, uh, anything that would scare us or 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 cause us to be afraid that our lives may be in danger. And there's a lot of that fear going on in our world right now. But there's another definition of fear that I think you need to get accustomed to the definition of because I think this fear It's something that we can find peace in. That's right. Peace in the middle of some fear? Well, let me read you the second definition. Here's what it says. Uh, A feeling or attitude of deep respect tinged with awe, veneration. Again, this other word for fear is reverence. A feeling or attitude of deep respect tinged with awe, Veneration. When David says to fear the Lord, he's not talking about that first definition of being afraid. This definition of fear that David is talking about is the word reverence. And that word reverence comes with an attitude of deep respect tinged with awe. A lot of us don't use the word awe nowadays, but but the closest word to this type of awe would be admiration. This deep sense of admiration and respect for a God who we know that in every aspect of our lives is absolutely faithful. 
And so there's three things that I want to let you know, and then there's three other things I want to let you know, okay? So, what, Tim? Yes. There's three things I want to let you know, and there's three other things I want to let you know, and it's surrounding this entire pandemic. It's surrounding people's behavior as it relates to what's going on with COVID-19, a.k.a. coronavirus. Can we just be honest for a minute? People are losing their minds. That's why my first message out of the gate had to be about peace, because people are losing their minds behind what's going on right now. People people don't know what to do. They don't know where to find themselves. And from day to day, they, they are behaving in ways that are just really, really uncharacteristic for most. So I want to I want to give you three things people have done in fear of Corona. There's three things that I have observed, very basic things that, th- that, that people have done as a response to Corona, here they are. The three things people have done in fear of Corona, point number one, they've changed behaviorally. People have changed behaviorally. Now, now we're all trying to be safe right now, but, but, but most of the people's behavior uh, has been a little bit over the top. I'm not talking about the precautions that we're taking with social distancing. I'm not talking about washing your hands. I mean, you should have been doing that anyway. Can I just can I just be real for a second? Wh- whoever hasn't been washing their hands on the regular, you're just nasty. Bottom line, you have been nasty. And I hope that this becomes a revival, a hygiene revival for you uh, to, to take care of yourself in, in a much better way. But people have changed behaviorally. And, 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 and it's all been caused by this virus. The, the, the fear of this virus is, is one that has people distressed, thinking about pain, danger, uh, uh, harm. And, and so they've changed behaviorally. The second thing is that they've changed relationally. Things have changed relationally. Yeah, we, we have some social distancing going on, but isn't it amazing that right now people want to be more connected than ever? The Zoom calls has gone through the roof. The CEO of Zoom is like, I told y'all, didn't I tell you? I mean, just imagine nobody was even thinking about Zoom outside of some business meetings and stuff like that. And now everybody's on the platform. Some people are even on the toilet while they're on the platform but that's a different day. So uh, uh, people have changed relationally. People are forced to be together now. I, I hope you like your family. I hope you're starting to get with them. I, I-, I hope you're repairing your marriage. You got a lot of time to do it right now. I hope you're checking on your children. You have a whole bunch of time to do it right now. Things have changed relationally. And lastly, things have changed directionally, literally directionally, especially for those in counties that are on lockdown, you don't get to go where you want to go as much as you did in the past. And think about it, most of us don't even want to be outside right now. The direction of our lives have literally changed. Where we go, we put a lot more thought into it because we don't want to be in a place where we could be compromised or exposed. But let me tell you something. It's the fear, that first definition, of of being aroused by danger, pain, or harm, that's the fear that's driving us right now. 
It's that fear that's changed behavior. It's that fear that's changed relationally. It's that fear that's changed us directionally. And here's what I want to tell you about that type of fear. That type of fear is temporary. You need to write that down. That type of fear is temporary. Anytime you are doing something out of a spirit of fear, being afraid that something's going to cause you pain, being afraid that you're in danger, that type of fear is unsustainable. It is temporary. So as bad as, th as, bad as things are right now, the things that people are doing behaviorally, the things that people are doing relationally, the things that people are doing directionally, as soon as this is over, as soon as things get back to whatever our new normal is going to be, it's going to wear off. Because that type of fear is temporary. It does not last. A couple of days ago, my son was riding his bike outside and very, very quickly a storm rolled through. And when that storm got ready to roll through, a lot of thunder started happening. But then some lightning started to pop in the air. Well, as my son was riding his bike, there was a lightning strike that that got really close to him. And I'm not saying it was dangerously close, but it was close enough to put what we would call the fear of God in him. He came in the house. He was visibly upset. His 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 breathing was very, very labored and heavy. He was so scared because of how close the lightning was to him. But the next day, he was back on his bike again. That lightning strike put fear in him, but that fear wore off. That lightning strike rattled him, but that fear wore off. And the next day, he was back on his bike. You see, ladies and gentlemen, I think there's a lot of people uh, that the only reason why they feel like they have to have their relationship with God is because they're afraid that if they don't, something bad is going to happen to them. Let me tell you, if you're operating in that type of fear, you are never going to experience a deep relationship with Jesus Christ because you're always afraid something bad is going to happen. But as soon as that feeling goes away, there's going to be distance in your relationship with God. That first fear is temporary. Now, let me talk to you about this second type of fear. Uh, I want to give you the three things people do in fear of God. Now, remember what I said in those first three things. I said these are the, th the three things people have done. Right. In fear of Corona. It's the three things people have done. Why? Why am I saying that? They're doing it, but it's only going to be temporary. They've changed behaviorally. But as soon as this is over, they're going to change back. They've changed relationally. But as soon as this is over, they're going to they're going to go back to whatever their normal was. They've changed directionally because of a fear that's producing an emotion that is not going to last. So I want to give you the three things people do not have done, but continue to do that have that fear of God on the inside of them. And remember what this definition is, this is the definition of, of, of fear that talks about a deep reverence, a deep respect, admiration. There's, there's a sense of awe 
When you come, when David writes that we should fear God, he's speaking from a place of deep respect because he has seen the unmerited favor and grace of God in his life. So I want to give you these three points. The first one, guess what? So basic. It's the same as the other three. Three things people do in fear of God, they change behaviorally. When you have a deep respect and you have a deep admiration for the relationship that you have with God, it changes your behavior. The second thing it does is that it changes your relationships. It changes the trajectory of those relationships, both vertically and horizontally. And the third, it changes directionally. Now, why did I run through those? I'm going to go back and unpack a little bit, but, but here's what I want you to know. These changes, for somebody that has a real proper context of a fear of God, they're not permanent. I mean, they're not temporary. They are permanent. That's right. When you have a deep respect and an admiration for God and the relationship that you have found in him, then what happens is your behavior starts to change. Listen, I remember... When I gave my life to Jesus Christ, January 14th of 1996, yo, I went from a Sunday to a Monday. In 24 hours, I went from having all these friends and all this popularity to being home with my parents, a Bible, and a PlayStation 2. For one reason and one reason only, my relationship with God caused me to have this fear of God. Not not a a, a fear of being afraid that if I do something wrong, then then God's going to come down and be angry with me and punish me. No, 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 no. I found this deep respect and admiration in my heart, in my mind and in my soul that God has been so kind to me that I want to change the way that I've been thinking about the way I should live my life. And I want to live it in a new way. Now, there were some things I had to get over. You all know about the sexual trauma I experienced as a child. You know about uh, uh, the porn addiction I had and the, and the promiscuity I had in my late teens and early 20s. But I'm telling you, there was something on the inside of me because of this fear that I had of God, this proper, deep, reverential admiration type fear that made me want to say, I need to change the way I'm acting. I need to change my behavior. I do not want to act the same way I used to before I came into this relationship with Jesus Christ. And then point number two, it changed relationally. Every one of my relationships changed after that day. There were people that I used to be super disrespectful to that I just started to respect because behavior had changed. That means relationships change. Listen, if you have a deep fear of God, then The way you treat people will absolutely change. The way you relate to people will absolutely change. Even people that maybe don't like you or or that you disagree with, that you have a hard time loving, something on the inside of you transcends your own emotion and allows you to love that person anyway. A deep, true, reverential fear of God changes the way you relate 
to other people. And I'm telling you, it gets fun. If you start doing this right, it changes your entire life and it starts to get fun. You start to enjoy the way you start relating to people because you know you're coming from a spiritual context and not from a carnal context. Even going through what we're going through now, every time I get to go to the grocery store, I'm just loving on the people that are in there. Even though there's some some fear, they have a different kind of fear than I do. I have a peace. And I'm walking in this fear of God. They're walking in this fear of Corona. And our attitudes don't really match. I'm like, hey, how you doing? They're like, hi. And I understand why people are like this, but I'm telling you, when it changes the way you relate to people, you can start enjoying to see much more fruit come out of the interactions that you have. And this last one changes your direction. Listen, y'all, I cannot stress this one enough. When you place your hope and faith in God and you start to fear the Lord, fear God, it changes your direction. It changes your trajectory. Listen, y'all, y'all know the story, and I hope you're not tired of hearing it because I'm going to keep on telling it. Y'all know I wanted to be a police officer. You know I wanted to be in law enforcement, but then having come into a relationship with Jesus Christ and being completely in awe of his goodness, his kindness, and his mercy, it changed the direction of my life. It's the only reason why I am teaching and preaching to you right now, because this fear of God changes the direction of your life. I'll even give you something a little more current. Y'all know that I didn't want to be on social media. But as of last week, I got back on and then I started producing a, a daily show. What am I even doing? Fear of God, a reverential deep admiration means that I'm so in tune to what the Holy Spirit wants to say that even if it sounds crazy, I'm down to do it. Even if it sounds like something that is outside of my wheelhouse or my or, or, or my personality, I am down to do whatever he wants me to do, because when I have this fear, it changes my direction. And in changing my direction, I get to see God move in ways that I would never have seen him move before. So what needs to change in your behavior? What needs to change in your relationships? What changes in direction do you need to make? I want you to think about this for a moment. I want you to think about the behavior that you've been exhibiting since this outbreak started. It's real simple test. Has it been fear of Corona? Or has it been the fear of God? I want you to answer that question. Take the time. To answer that question, if you don't think you can answer it, whoever's sitting next to you in that room right now or get somebody on the phone, I bet they can answer it for you. They've talked to you in the last 10, 15 days. They can probably tell you, you know what? I think you've been more Corona like than you've been Christ like right now. Second question. How have you changed relationally? Has it has it been in fear of Corona? Or has it been in the fear of God? How has relationships changed for you? And finally, what's up with this direction you're taking? Has it been informed 
by Corona? Or has it been informed by Christ? Listen, y'all, I want you to know something. We have nothing to fear. We have someone to fear. I'm going to say that again. That was good. Woo, that was good. We have nothing to fear. We have someone to fear. God has not given us the spirit of fear, but of power, love, and a sound mind. And so take all of that fear, that arousal of emotion that makes you feel like you're going to be in pain and in danger and that harm is going to come to you and put it at the feet of Jesus Christ. I just want you to pick up this reverential fear, this deep respect, this admiration and awe, because that's where your peace is going to be found. I hope that this message has literally put the fear of God in you. Would you bow your heads and close your eyes? What is the Holy Spirit saying to you through this message? My prayer and my hope is literally that the fear of God is going to be put in you in a way that changes you in all the ways that we talked about, behaviorally, relationally, and directionally. You might be watching me right now and you don't have a relationship with Jesus Christ, and I'm telling you, it is so simple to come into the kingdom. The only thing that you have to do is open up your mouth and say that I believe that Jesus Christ is Lord and God raised him from the dead and I repent, which means I just change the way I think about the way I've been living my life. Boom, you're saved. If you want to make that commitment right now, I dare you to just open your mouth. I dare you to pray this in your heart. Lord Jesus, I believe that you are Lord and God raised you from the dead. I repent of the way I've been living my life. I repent of my sins and I commit my life to you. Hey, welcome to the kingdom. We are so glad you are here. Hey, listen, for everybody else, I'm praying for you. We are calling you. We are checking on you. Keep connected with us on socials. Keep connected with me on my social, Upset the Gram. I am loving the opportunities that we have right now to get time together, even in a digital format. So let me give you a big digital hug or a video hug, whatever hug I'm giving you right now. Oh, I wish I could hug all of y'all right now. Woo! I miss my hugs, but until then, fist bumps and elbow bumps, we're going to keep it locked, okay? Now, last thing I want to tell you, I just have to boast in the Lord real quick. Giving last week, I don't, who are you people? Who are you people at a time where a lot of different ministries are really, really concerned about, about their giving? You all gave in one week almost 50% above what we usually get in a seven-day period. I just want to say thank you. I want to celebrate the fact that you all are disciples of Jesus Christ, committed to the cause of Christ, committed to this house, Embassy City, and our mission and our vision to literally upset the entire world. Thank you. 
That's all I can say is thank you. I'm so filled with gratitude by the generosity of this house. This is a house that is strong and mighty. And so I'm praying for you. I'm praying that God through this season would continue to keep you in his perfect will, his perfect plan and in his perfect peace. If you want to give, you know the channels that we can that we have to give. And so I I invite you to go to uh, uh, the website uh, embassycity.com. You can give a text to seven, seven, nine, seven, seven and give online or give through our app, give through our Embassy City app or through the PushPay app. I just want to celebrate the fact that we have a strong house that without a doubt is anchored in their cause for Jesus Christ. I love you guys so much. I hope you have a great week. I'll see you soon. Let the fear of God be in you. Peace.